Welcome. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to 90 Day the Melanated Way. I'm Linda. What a shit show. What a shit show. Shit show. Oh, you guys, I have so much to say about this tell-all. I just have so much to say. Anyhow, we're going to do some housekeeping first. Uh, shout out to everyone out there. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey. Um, housekeeping, first and foremost, thank you everyone who supports this show. I appreciate you. All the new people that are starting to join us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If it wasn't for people like Olivia, Vanessa, Olivia, by the way, congratulations on your expanded family. And my vote is for Drake as a name, just FYI. So Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Ray Della. Hey girl, hey, I see you in the live chat. Linda, Brianna, Crystal, I think I see her in the live chat as well. Nicole, Amanda, we miss you. Jolisa, Donna over at Anchor FM and Judy and Beth. Love y'all. Thank you so much for uh, being part of our Patreon and all the lovely stuff that's happening over there. And uh, if you want to support the show, at the bottom of your screen, you can see where you can cash up, Venmo, PayPal. Uh, I appreciate it. All right, you guys. So, hey, Amanda, I see you in the live chat. Hey, girl, hey. All right, you guys. So here's what I'm going to say first and foremost. The tell-all was telling no lies, period. No lies were being told on the tell-all. So starts off with Mike. Mike's like a lot's gonna come out. And if you follow any of the social medias, especially, you know, not to toot our own horn, but the melanated way, we're breaking news left, right, and center. So a lot of the stuff we already knew. And so it was nice to see it confirmed as well, even though we already knew it was true. But Mike said a lot was coming out today and he hasn't seen Natalie in months, which we already knew because she's living in Florida. And you guys, my news and gossip people, I need you to think about all the news and gossip that we've talked about over the last six months. And the stuff that I told you about Florida, about her hotel boyfriend, all the things, her trip to New Orleans, all the things. And, you know, I have a theory and we're gonna get to it. So he says, hasn't seen his wife in months. Yeah, you haven't seen her because she left you. She's living in Florida. She's got a new man. Oh, and by the way, when she was trying to be the Maxim cover girl for 2021, that part, she also leaked that she's going to be on the new season of The Single Life. So there's that. So why are we surprised? I'm not surprised. Not surprised whatsoever. Then Jovi and Yara come in and we find out they're not always getting along. They're having a tough time, you know, that transition to like fatherhood and motherhood plus new baby, all the things. You know, it's a, it's a transition. And I think that I'm we're not getting along part is really like, mm, they're, they're getting along. They love each other and they're gonna make it. I think out of all the couples, they're gonna make it. Joby just struggling with his, you know, playboy ways and not playboys and he's a cheater, but like he likes to party and he's still young. So he wants to continue to party, but he has to find that balance between being a dad, working, family, extended family and then friends and going out. And I just think that he probably hasn't found that. It's harder for him than it is for um, Yara because Yara doesn't have a lot of friends here. All her friends are his friends. And so it's a little easier for her to say like, hey, I can stay home because she is not in her hometown. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're in your hometown, you all know, you know how it is. 
Um, but Yara said something that everyone can relate to. Yara said she's tired already. She's 27. She just wants to lay down at home and watch my movie, she said. And listen, I can relate. I can relate. Movie marathons, Netflix and chill. And then uh, came Oswelu and Kalani. Again, working through their issues. You know how I feel about her saying no to Samoa. I feel like if you ain't got no job, he ain't got no job, and y'all don't have somewhere to live, maybe it might be a good idea to spend one, two years in Samoa, learn the language, save some cash, since apparently it costs no money to live there, and then maybe come back, buy a house, and, and keep it pushing. But we already know that Kalani is 100% not for it. And I just think, you know, maybe consider what your options are, because what are y'all going to do? Then Julia and Brandon come in. Life has been rocky. They're fighting a lot because we find out that Julia is super jealous and doesn't like him to have friends, doesn't want him to have a social life, and is still, you know, messing around with the whole family situation, which I also want to talk about later because that was messed up. They're all sitting in the green room, you guys. And one of the things I find about Brandon that I don't think is very nice is that he never really, at any of the tell-alls, he always throws his wife under the bus. And I find it fascinating that he does that. So they're all in the back, it's Jovi and Yara. And I think that Jovi and Yara and Brandon and Julia are similar in age and they really do get along. You know, the two ladies are from similar places, speak the same language, the whole nine yards. So even behind the scenes, we've seen that they've gone to dinner, they've hung out. They're like, they're like cool, right? And I want you guys to know that a lot of the cast members, they all are like family. Even if they're from different seasons, they're like one big happy family because they go through things that a lot of us just don't go through. And being on an international TV show and your whole life being out there, that's a bond that, you know, some people just can't break. So I think it's fascinating though that um, Brandon kind of throws Julia under the bus. So they're all sitting in the green room. They're waiting for everyone to arrive. Julia's a little iffy about her dress and Brandon's like, mm, I mean, it's okay. It's fine. And meanwhile, Yara's the one that's like, no, you look beautiful. Like it's, it's good. And I'm just like, Wh whose husband does that? Who's, whose husband does that? It's super rude. And like, why are you being that way? Honestly, like, why are you being that way? And it's all the time, you guys. It's all the time. I think it's a weird thing that he does. It's like him, that's your wife. If you can't support your wife and say nice things, then I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, it was funny. Amanda says, the Yara is saying that she would kill Brandon if he did that to her. Facts, facts. Um, and then Julia talks about her last tell-all and how she this time wants to kind of keep her mouth shut because she doesn't want the drama, which, you know, that, that didn't last long. She was right in there in it. Like this, this, she's not going to stay quiet. You guys, like that was just like lip service. Then, uh, Ronald, we see him on the screen. He has mixed emotions. Uh, they've been having a rough time. You guys, if you missed their social media meltdown pre tell all, it was a hot mess. I mean, they were like spilling all the beans, all the beans. And I think even for the tell all, to be honest, you guys, I think they got their wrist slapped by the network. I think that they 
um, probably messed up some of their NDA and that's why they were acting like, well, maybe we'll still be together and maybe this is working to work. Listen, those two aren't gonna be together. They're together for the show. And they've said that in the past that they're faking the funk for the show. But the recent verbal diarrhea that the two of them had on social media, that was the truth. Like those two fight like rabbits. They went and spilled all their business all online. And if you missed it, we talked about it, news and gossip. You can go find them. They went on some other uh, bloggers page and verbal diarrhea more. It's all over. It's all, it's all over. And so I found it interesting that they sat there like all like, hey, yeah, things have been rough. Yeah, no shit, things have been rough. And you guys are fueling the fire by going on social media and breaking up for the hundredth time. But then realizing if you break up, that's your TLC money gone, right? Because what are y'all gonna do? Is one of you gonna go now go on the single life? What's the other one gonna do? So, oh, we're gonna, I guess, say that we're together and everything's hunky-dory. And I wanna talk about Tiffany later on as well. Um, then Michael comes on and he's, you know, typical Michael, he doesn't wanna lose Angela. He wants to do, all the things. And we know that Michael, he's been in it for so many years. He's been riding this little way for so long. He just wants to put, touch his toe in America, just one toe in America. So he's going to continue. He's, listen, you guys, it's been like, what, four years? He can't give up now. Like he can't, he can't. He's done all the things, all the things, all the things. He needs to like, at least just a pinky toe, just a pinky toe in America. Then Natalie comes out. Natalie comes out and she's nervous to see Michael. Uh, she thinks maybe she misses him a little bit. She's not sure, but all she knows is that she doesn't want to fight. Um, and she said that she tried to reach Michael or Mike um, before the tell-all, but he wasn't answering her calls, which I find is BS. And in the back, in the green room, as Waylo and Kalani were like, sure, don't worry. If you don't know where Mike is, we got you. We got your back. That didn't last long. That lasted the whole of the green room, right? Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> then there's Tiffany. Tiffany came in. She's like, she's doing her own thing because Ronald's not helping with money, not supporting. She feels like she's a single mom, so she's doing it all on her own. Same thing that she's been saying for all the times. And again... I'll get into it more, but Tiffany, girl, you need to own your part of this relationship. You need to own what you do in this relationship and what you accept. And may I remind everyone that we met Tiffany on 90 Day Fiance the Other Way where she was supposed to move to South Africa. She changed the game up. Now, also too, may I remind you that she married him with one foot out of rehab, not a week out of rehab, not a month out of rehab, not 90 days out of rehab, one foot out of rehab, you married him like a couple of days later, okay? And not only did you marry him, but then you decided that you're gonna have a baby too. So let's just, let's just think about your role in it, okay? Okay. Then uh, Libby and Andre came in and they, <laughs> you guys, when I say, I was drinking my coffee and it's all fresh in my mind because I just watched it today. 
fresh when I was drinking my coffee, I almost burnt my tongue because these two came in like they were complete rock stars. Sunglasses on, they had like the wet and wild outfit, all like leathered out, matching leather pants to the matching leather dress. The whole walking in, sit down inside with the sunglasses on still inside, like they were superstars. And I just, I spit out my coffee. I was like, oh, we're doing this now. We're doing this now? You guys are the rock stars of the show? Okay. Um, they talk about the regular thing, tension in the family business. Everyone wants to know where Angela is. Listen, you guys, tension in the family business. And I'll say this, and I'll continue to say this. You guys are both free to get other jobs in Florida. There are plenty of real estate companies that you can go ahead and say, hey, you know what? This is not working for me. There's too much drama in my family. I don't need my daddy to like pay all my bills, buy my house, buy my car, pay my bills. I could go and get another job at another real estate company. Okay. So if you want to talk about the tensions, then I'm just saying you have options. Angela's not there. Everyone wants to know where Angela is. However, Production's ready to get everyone on set. So they all go to set. Now, they're sitting there. They're sitting there. So we don't have Angela yet, and we don't have Mike yet on set. Natalie's sitting there. She's looking all melancholy. And Mike arrives. And at first, she looks kind of sad, but then she looked mad. And I'm going to tell you why she looked mad, you guys. She, she looked mad because she was about to be exposed and she felt it, she felt it. And you guys, I gotta tell you this news and gossip part, all the things I've told you guys in news and gossip, all the things, all the things came spilling out this tell-all, all the things. So then we see Angela, Angela tells everyone that, well, us watching that she's hit her goal weight. She can't wait to show it off. Um, and then she's like, here I come, bitches, hold on to your husbands. And she's in this red jumpsuit. She's got this genie hair and she struts in. And she's like, see anything different with her little model walk? Vogue, here I come. Now, Angela looks great. We find out that she's lost 106 pounds. That's fantastic, Angela. I, you look great. You look great. We can't deny that she looks great. What I think is interesting is, and we'll get to the boob part, but obviously got her boob implants done, which none of us knew about, right? Because the last we saw, she was getting a breast reduction. Now, yeah, I'm gonna talk about it now. So what's interesting to me about this whole boob job, you guys, and, and feel free to tell me what you guys think. Hey girl, hey, hey Faith City. Tell me what you guys think. But I was perplexed a little bit. And you guys know, I, I, I'm 99% of the time pretty neutral. This little tell-all is not gonna allow me to be neutral. It's just not going to allow me. There's too much fuckery going on that I just, I'm gonna say some things that are probably out of character, but they're true. So let's talk about Angela's implants. So the thing about Angela's implants that was like, weird to me and that gave me pause, right? Cause I'm not against implants. Like do you do whatever makes you feel beautiful, all the things, but her boobs looked 
like a young woman's. Like they were just so tight and like up on her chest, but the rest of her wasn't doing that. And it was weird to me, like her neck and her arms and the side and her back. And it was just like the boo part. And I was like, well, if you have gone to this infamous plastic surgeon and told him that you wanted your boobs put back, which you guys, I have to say, it wasn't just about the breast rejection. Like it was her about wanting to look younger. Like the, I don't give a fuck what Angela says about her health and all the nonsense. And this, and this is why, before I move forward, Angela talks about her health and having to do the sleeve and the um, boob reduction. But then she goes ahead and puts more bigger boobs on. So it couldn't have been about your health. And then if you guys noticed, in the green room, you're still on this weight loss journey. You want to tell us that you lost 106 pounds. Just like Tiffany said, it's it's not about the surgery only. It's about your mindset. And you're kicking it in the back, feet up, eating cookies. And not only are you eating cookies, let me just jump ahead again. You're on break and you're so pissed off. You walked off stage and what do you go do? Smoke. So don't tell me and the rest of the world that all the stuff that you were doing was for your health and you were gonna, you were scared that you were gonna die the whole nine yards. Cause it wasn't that, it was you got the opportunity because you have the same manager as Mama June. Mama June's manager hooked that woman up, got her the full extreme makeover. I told y'all in news and gossip that this is gonna be like a spinoff. And I stick to that. We're going to see more of that because her getting another boob job, implants, all that footage is not going to go for nothing, okay? Even her flashing us all, that's not all going to go for nothing. There's a reason why Angela needed all of us to know that she got breast implants, okay? So don't tell me you did all that for your health, that you were scared that you were going to die because your mindset hasn't changed, Angela. You're still doing and saying nasty things. And guess what? What you're putting in your mouth, from what I've been seeing, you were friggin' at the clinic in Los Angeles getting that IV treatment. Meanwhile, on the side of your bed, you have a, a Pepsi Cola. So, so just stop, okay? Just, just stop because Listen, if you don't change your mindset and the change what's going into your body, I've heard from plenty of people that this this little weight loss won't last long because your stomach will re like expand. So just saying. So she walks in and she's feeling like a, a million bucks. Um, Michael says he's just seeing her for the first time more clearly. Why is that? Why is, you subjected us to that cringy bubble bath scene and you made Michael do a bump and grind for all of us and you showed your tatas. Why is he now just seeing it more clearly? If indeed you said in that last episode that you and Michael were in a good place. So which one is it? If you're in a good place, how has your husband not seen you clearly? Doesn't make sense to me personally. Um, oh, thanks, 
Yes, I keep forgetting to say that wherever you're watching, you guys, if you can take two seconds to thumbs up, like the video, that would be great. Guys, if you're on YouTube, we do have super chats and the super stickers and all the super supers. So keep that in mind as well. So Michael says, can't wait to, to see her. She's looking sweet. She's looking sexy. And Angela says, you know, I just want... Um, no, excuse me. Michael says, I just want her to heal and be happy. And then she starts to get mad. She's like, no, you never supported me from the whole time. You said this and you said that and you disappeared and you did this. And, and she was about to go there, right? You guys about to go to the same old, same old, same old Angela who verbally abuses Michael on a regular. And you guys, this whole, the tell-all made all the sense to me. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to explain to you what's going on here when we get to them. So she then goes and says, oh, he didn't want me to get healthy because I was dying, but he agreed to the implants. Did he, Angela? Did he? Because even if he didn't agree, you were going to go ahead and get them anyways. So who exactly are we fooling right now? Who are we fooling? Like, let's be real. Let's be real right now. You're doing it for yourself. You've been wanting to do it for yourself. And I'm going to go a little further. All this like gross verbal diarrhea, verbal abuse, anger that you spill on other people, it's because deep down you are not a happy individual. And part of that is insecurity. I get it. Part of it is you never loved yourself. So it's hard for you to love on others. But that rotten verbal abuse that you give to people and it, and specifically to Michael, but we saw hints of it. We saw hints of it when she lashed out at Natalie. We've seen hints of it in the past where Avery, do you guys remember Avery and Omar? She like attacked a Avery and made Avery cry. And then we've seen it with Rachel from Rachel and John. She attacked Rachel and Paul had to pull her off. Like, she is like that. She is deep down, something goes on with her and she attacks. Now I want you guys to remember that I said that because when I, when I tell you why, besides being insecure, you, it's all gonna make sense to you. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, Crystal says, for all the news and gossip tea you gave us that was confirmed on this crazy tello, kudos. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for, for being my ride or dies, Crystal. I appreciate you. And listen, this week in news and gossip, I mean, I'm still over and I'm, I'm digressing a little bit, but I'm still thinking about that Bumble profile. Bumble or whatever it was, the dating profile that I showed you guys last week. I'm still stuck on that. Like, I'm still stuck. I'm stuck on that. And you guys, I have more tea on it. And so Friday, we'll talk about it. Lydia, Sissy, thank you so much for the super sticker. Appreciate you. And Ashley, I just got uh, your cash app. Love you, Sissy. Thank you so much. So first and foremost, Kalani and Izuelu. I'm going to give you my, my prediction. These two are just fine, you guys. They're fine. They're in love. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of the family, more of the family, all the family, because they bring the drama. 
but this family is just fine. They all love each other. They're all good to go. Don't believe the hype. However, Kalani says they're on the right track. You know, marriage is hard. It's hard for everyone. Yes, it absolutely is. It's, you know, an ebb and flow. And they're ebbing and flowing just fine. Um, Tiffany and Ronald, they talk about what point they felt that they were done when she packed up her stuff. Now, I was I was surprised, you guys, that Tiffany said that she spent four months there and that she just got back to America in March. I'm going to have to try to confirm those facts because I don't think she was there for four months at all. At all. It's like when she said she moved to South Africa and she was there for 30 days. That's not quite a move. So I will get back to you guys on this four months that she says she spent in South Africa because I don't believe that for one minute. Um, Brandon and Julia, you know, they have this dog, Simba. Dog's on the farm. She misses the dog. Uh, we touch base a little bit with Yara and Jovi. Mila's getting big. It's all about Mila. And then Elizabeth and Andre, they talk a little bit about his anger issues. He needs therapy. Yes, he does. Is he going to therapy? No, he isn't. Is it all lip service? Yes, it is. And whoever you, whoever's new to my show, I, I'm still Team Charlie. Y'all can hate me. You can drag me in the comments. But I have talked about why I'm Team Charlie versus what's going on here with Andre. And that entitlement, the anger, the belief that he now owns part of the company, him and Chuck, all the things, it's too much for me. And and I could not have a spouse that talked crazy to me, to my face, as well as to my face in front of my family and extended family. That would never happen. It, it just couldn't happen. He, in my opinion, doesn't respect his wife. He still thinks from the get-go when we way met him, what, three years ago, that he's the head of the household. And I personally have not seen him use any words that expand his vocabulary except cuss words. So until he can show me that A, he can get a job on his own and work for himself, B, that he doesn't sponge off of Chuck his whole life and expect things and have entitlement to a family that's not even his direct family, he's a, a married in in-law, until he can talk to his wife properly and respect her properly, and then until he can deal with his anger issues, I will never be Team Andre, I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't. Lydia said, I needed Sean to interview the cameraman, facts. And you know what's interesting, you guys, because I reported that story. I reported that story and my dear friend over at uh, 90 Day Fiance Now reported the same story. And she went to her stories on Instagram to say, to basically say like, oh, I can't believe you guys are all saying this. And you're saying that I was with the cameraman, all the stuff, right? And my friend sent it to me and I was like, well, I'm reading it and rereading it. And she doesn't actually deny it. And in the tell-all, she doesn't actually deny it. She's just surprised that Ronald is so jealous. Did you guys peep that? She didn't actually deny it. She didn't say, no, that didn't happen. That's not true. She didn't deny it. It's easy to say, no, that didn't happen. No, that's not true. But those words never came out of her mouth. I wonder why. And I could say so much more, but I'm going to save it for news and gossip. Anyhow, uh, Mike and Natalie, they have this stupid stare off, the same dumb quietness that they do every tell-all. And I got to tell you, it, 
when it started like that, I was about to start cussing because I didn't need you guys to come on the tell all to tell us nothing for a second and third time. I'm just don't come. If you're not going to open your mouth and spill the beans, then I don't need you to be here because I don't need to sit and watch you guys stare at each other and stare each other down. It's stupid. Um, so Sean, kudos to Sean for asking some of the questions that we wanted to know. Shout out to Jovi, by the way, just FYI, because he really did get the ball rolling. So shout out to Jovi all day, every day. High five, taking one for the team. So Sean says, you know, like, what's happening in your relationship? Mike says there's no relationship right now at all. It's on paper only. And then she turns to Natalie and now it's like, we're not together. I left. Now, <clears throat> hey, C. Cruz. Hey, girl. Hey. Under her breath, Julia says, well, you then should take your ass back to Ukraine. And we see Andre smirk. Now, before I move forward, I told y'all Natalie moved to Florida. I told you guys this like four months ago. Okay, she's living in Florida, she's got her she's got a new boyfriend. Her boyfriend owns a hotel. I also told you guys last year about Natalie's game plan, and I again want to remind you of all the things that you guys have known for the past year. So remember, I told this is. One of the reasons that Natalie didn't tell her mom about leaving Mike is that this is her third marriage that has failed. And I shared with you guys her first and her second husbands. And I shared with you guys that she's always wanted to come to America. I, I, have, the, I have the receipts. I have the direct people that had the knowledge. And I reported that to you guys. She always wanted to come to America. Her second husband, she wanted him to move to New York with her. She wanted to be an actress, model, journalist, live in the big city, live the big city lifestyle. And he said no, because he had two kids and he wasn't going to leave his country and fly across the world. Okay. Then she met Mike. So all the things that Mike's mom was saying, which we'll get to, all those things are true. Her main goal was to come to America. Her main goal was to come to America. She wants to be a superstar in America. And that has always been her goal. So when she talks about not being able to do anything, being stuck in uh, the Pacific Northwest, not even living in Seattle, because even in Seattle, she'd be able to maneuver a little bit. That's why she moved to Florida. That's why she has a hotel boyfriend. Because her goal, she doesn't give Listen, y'all, she doesn't care that Mike is living on his little half ranch. She doesn't give a fuck. She got what she wanted. What she's worried about now is A, call her mom real quick from the green room because her mom's gonna see this on somewhere, social media, TV, her friend, her auntie, her brother. Someone's gonna tell the mom, hey, listen, did you know that your daughter left her third husband? So that's why she quickly told her mom, okay? She also quickly told her mom because just in case she gets deported because she's no longer supported by her husband and it hasn't quite been the two years for her to get her green card. So she might have to go back. So heads up, mom, this, this plan 
might be blowing up in her face. That's why she needs her support. <sighs> Crystal says, I agree. She should have to go back to Ukraine. Not going to happen though. She's not going anywhere, you guys. She's going to find a way to stay. She's not going back to Ukraine. She's here. She's in America to stay, period. So Julia says that she should take her back, uh, back to the Ukraine. Um, I already told you she moved to Florida. She told Mike when she moved to Florida. Um, and then Andre's like, well, what's the whole point of marriage if you're not living together and you're living halfway across the nation? Like, what, what's the point of you being married, right? She's like, well, he doesn't care about me. He works hard two hours each way for his commute. He doesn't have time to love on this relationship. He doesn't have the desire for this relationship. Oh, so now his job is the issue? Because what was the issue before that? So he got a raise or he started his own company or he got promoted, whatever the case may be. He's now you know higher up in his career and him working too hard is not working on your timetable. Now let's talk about what I just said. So you're mad that he comes home after a long day's work, totally supporting your ass and his ass, roof over your head, but you're bored because you're not able to live your dreams. Now, I get that. We all have dreams, but you knew where he lived when you met him. And I dare to say that she said, oh, it was real when they first met. She really loved him. No, you loved the idea that you found someone that would marry you from America so you could come to America. Of course you loved him. You loved him because guess what? The dream that you had to come to America was about to come true. So yes, thank you, Mike. Thank you for, for sponsoring me. Thank you for bringing me to America. Thank you. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Um, and then Andre pipes in, says, sounds to me that Mike's not the problem. Angela says, you know, Natalie, it kind of looks like you're living like you're already divorced. Yes, because in her mind, she is already divorced. In her mind, she feels like she said that she can live anywhere she wants, even if she wants to live in the moon. And she expects her husband, who she left, to still support her, period. She said that she was going crazy in the woods. She couldn't do anything. And she has a right to live on the moon. She got depressed. She said she gained 20 pounds. She was on antidepressants. And she was feeling unworthy and terrible. All the things, all the things, because she's the victim. Because again, she's living in the half ranch with nothing to do. Oh, but moving to Florida, it's a whole different look, isn't it? You have a lot more to do. Oh, and, and you get to travel too? After you left your husband, you get to travel too? We'll talk about that as well. Um, then Sean asks, you know, Mike, since Natalie left, have you been dating anyone? And he says he's not dating anyone else since she left. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that's not true. And my news and gossip people, you know why. But no one called him out on that because no one had the receipts. 
we have the receipts. So that being said, I'm going to move on. But y'all know, my Patreon subscribers, y'all know what the truth is. Y'all know, y'all know. No one just, no one asked them the right questions. So I'm going to move on to Natalie. Sean says, Natalie, have you been dating? She's, she's silent, right? And that's Natalie's tell-all. Tell all. What's the tell? The t is that how you say it? Natalie's tell? Like when someone's lying, they have a tell? That's her tell. She's silent first because in her mind, she's processing what she's about to say. So she is quiet. She smiles. And then she shakes her head. No words come out of her mouth. She just shakes her head. Right? Then she says nothing. So Jovi, who's the hero, as far as I'm concerned, for this section, says, well, who's the guy you were with in New Orleans? Now, if you guys remember, again, back in News and Gossip, I, we talked about uh, her little, she went on this whole travel gate. She spent some time in New Orleans. And she said she went to New Orleans and she wanted to meet Yara. And that's why she was in New Orleans. But she goes and says, well, how do you know that the guy I was with wasn't gay? What not, what? And apparently she met him in some Russian community. Listen, Natalie, Natalie got outed 100%. Jovi outed her 100%. You were on a date. And for you to say that you just met the guy in New Orleans, no fool. You traveled with him to New Orleans. So don't act like you didn't know him and you went on some Russian, you, you just happened to be in New Orleans and you just happened to run into this, this Russian community. And then you met this guy and invited him this random to dinner with Jovi and Yara. Like whose intelligence are you trying to insult here? Because that is so ridiculous. That, that did not happen. Okay, you met the dude, where you met him online, not online, he slid into your DMs, whatever the case may be, you met the dude beforehand and you both traveled on Mike's time. Not the tickets, but you're living your life everyday stuff on Mike's time, which I'll talk about later. But you went to dinner and you had the audacity to bring him to dinner with your co what do I call it? Your co-people on cast members on 90 Day Fiance. That's fucking bold. It's bold. And it shows me that you don't give a rat's ass, period. You're like, you know what? I'm doing what I have to do. I'm I'm living my life. Hey, love and life. Hey, girl. Hey. So she gets out in and Sean turns and asks Yara, well, did he seem gay to you? Did it seem romantic to you? Like, what did you think? And Yara said she asked if they were together and there was no clear answer. And then Natalie starts laughing. Natalie's laughing because bit by bit, all her shadiness is leaking out. All the things are leaking out. She was not expecting Yara, who's from where she's from, to out her. And not only really to out her, but she was thinking that Yara was going to support her like, I got your back. And Yara's like, nah, like, I asked, she didn't answer. So I don't really, I can't really say because she didn't give me a clear and definitive answer. She didn't give you a clear and definitive answer because she knew and you knew that she was on a date, that she's dating, even though she's still married. She left her husband and she's dating now. 
It's bold, you guys. It's very, very bold. Julia says under her breath that, you know, Natalie's two-faced. Angela's like, well, who's paying? Now, this is the part, you guys, that I want to say Natalie's a G. And for those of you guys that watch Love After Lockup, Natalie is the non-convict version of Nicole. Why? Because she can, like, just... Scam a man, scam a man, scam a man, scam a man to get what she wants. And she thinks if she's just like, oh, her hair and bat her eyes, that it'll be all good. And guess what? It has been. There are apparently people that that works for, and Mike is one of them. And Deontay, don't get me started, but Deontay's a fool, and I can't wait to talk about love after lockup. Anywho. Um, under his breath, Mike is saying he needs a good lawyer and he's like doing this like weird, nervous laugh. And then Andre laughs and says, Hey, you got caught. And then Angela asks, well, who's paying for all this? And then Julia is like, yeah, who's paying for all this? Because one, you're not legal yet. And two, you're not working. So who's paying for your apartment and your clothes, the food? And then Natalie looks down. And then she looks at Mike. And that look is like, I'm just not going to say anything. If I don't say anything, maybe if I just give him like sultry eyes, he won't say anything either. But Mike is like, I haven't seen this bitch in four months. I'm over it. I don't even know if we're still married. He is definitely not going to not say anything. So what is he saying? Tell him. He smiles at her. Go ahead and tell him. What? What did you say? That you use Mike's bank card? So all the gallivanting, you guys... The, first, the trip to Florida, the trip to New Orleans. She went and visited uh, Varia. They went to friggin' Disney World in, in, in Florida. All the travels that she's been doing, all the good times she's been having, all the things that she's been posting. You're doing it with Mike's bank card? The man you left hasn't seen you in like four months, but you're still living off of him? You're still living off of him. And you think that that's okay. And you think that that makes you look like a good person. Let me just get my husband who I left his bank card real quick out. I'll go ahead and pay for that. But to go get my nails done as well. Cause I got a date with my hotel boyfriend. Uh, uh, uh. What? All right. All right. Um, Mike says he's planning to file for divorce because clearly we're not together. As Waylou's like, well, why don't you just block him from the block her from the card? And then Jovi's like, dude, if I were you, I would have totally blocked her and I would have filed for divorce. And then you know what Natalie says? Natalie, no sweat off her back, not not a care in the world. She says she literally turns to Mike and says, if you think you can find better than me, I can only pray for you. Ha! Wow. 
you know how wow you know how bold that is you guys it is so bold it is so bold Mike's asked, is there a chance of reconciliation? He's like, I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, if Natalie said, just like Deontay, if Nicole said, hey, I'm going to be with you, Deontay would take her in a heartbeat. Same thing with Natalie. If Natalie said, hey, I'll come back to you, Mike would take her back. Mike would take her back. He bitches and complains and all the things. But at the end of the day, he would take her back. He would. And Barbara says, yeah, but how stupid is Mike for not canceling the card as soon as she took off? Well, it's because deep down, Barbara, he still wants to be with her. Deep down, Barbara, he will take her back in a heartbeat. And I will go out on a limb to say that I don't think, even since the tell-all, that he's canceled the card. And here's why, you guys. Not because he's just a chump, but also too, he is married to her. So legally he's financially responsible on this K-1 visa process that they were on. So he's responsible for her for the next few years. So there's that part. Maybe he's taking it seriously that he's financially responsible for this woman, but uh, at the same time, I would think that he should go ahead and divorce her so that he can not be financially responsible for her. But I don't think he's going to do that either. I don't think he's going to do that at all. And I'll go out on a limb to say this, that I think that when we see her on The Single Life and she's dating all over the place, I, I think we're going to see Mike reactions. I think we're going to see Mike like try to make a comeback. I think Mike is going to try to like gravel his way back. So I think that that, you heard it here first. Normally I save that type of stuff for news and gossip, but you heard it here first. Don't be surprised if you see some cameos of Mike on the new season of The Single Life. Um, so Back in the green room, the cast rallies around Mike. Angela puts her legs on him. She wants him to rub it, her legs, which I just thought was like a whole weird thing. And then she's eating cookies. And so part of the whole cookie thing and her weight loss, just we'll see how long that lasts. On to Tiffany and Ronald. She says she's given up, they're done. She packed her bag, she's ready to go. Uh, Ronald says he didn't treat her right um, and apologized for his behavior. I already talked about her saying that she just got back in March. I don't believe that for one minute. I don't think she was there for four months. Um, Ronald talks about how Tiffany says is always the boss. She's never wrong. Uh, he's always at fault. And he talks about how his relationship with Tiffany is very similar to Angela and Michael's relationship. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong because Tiffany doesn't take responsibility for her role in their relationship. She doesn't take responsibility for what she brings or does not bring to the relationship. All she does is bitches about what he doesn't do. And I, I wanna talk about this a little bit too. 
she does bring that aggro energy all the time towards him all the time like aggro but they both knew who they were hooking up with they both know who they decided to marry they both knew who they decided to have babies with so like tiffany like what you can get mad all day long but he wasn't working when you met him he was in rehab when you married him he's a gambling addict he steals from his mom. He showed you who he was. And yes, people can have second chances, third chances in life. But if this fool after two years is still not working, what role do you play? When do you say it's enough? When? If you're tired of paying for all the things, if you're tired of like going there and he doesn't quite have enough, so you, like, when do you say enough? Because if you allow it, then you're part of the problem, are you not? It's confusing to me. So she says that um, she's raising the kids alone. And he says, you know, a woman is a woman. You can't take the role of the man. And I say this, you know, you can absolutely have the typical old school role of the man, role of the woman in relationships. It's, that's not my issue. My issue is this, if you want to have those roles, the old roles, like the man's job is this and the woman's job is this, then Ronald, you need to step up and be that man. You need to be the provider. You need to provide for your family. You need to have the job and you need to do all the things. You can't say you're the head of the household and then friggin' not do anything and not provide anything and not have enough money to like do anything. If you can't even take care of yourself, who's taking care of the kids? Who do you think buys the diapers that you don't want to change? Oh, and then you want to go and buy a, a truck, although you have no money, but Tiffany, who seems to be your money bag, you think that maybe she's going to buy the truck so that you can then get a job? No, the man is the man is the man. If that's going to be the case, then you need to be the man. Okay. Just saying, you can't you can't be the head of the household and then just be whack. So then um Ronald says that she's the reason that he's not in the US yet. She didn't submit the tax papers. Now let's talk about that. Okay, you didn't submit the tax papers, but she can't even she can't support you. She's not the one that's gonna be signing those tax papers. It's her dad. So maybe she's having second thoughts. Maybe she doesn't really want you to be here. Maybe that's why she didn't hand them in, right? It's possible. And with all the drama that they had offline pre the tell-all coming out, I bet that that was the case. I bet she was being spiteful and was like, F this dude, I'm not gonna bring him over here because like she keeps saying, she does everything that she's raising the kids alone. So why would she bring him over for what? So I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what's going on, that she just didn't hand the papers in. Um, then Yara says, you know, you are good at playing Miss Independent Woman. Even your energy is all strong, independent. Now I'm gonna say this right now, there is nothing wrong with a strong, independent woman, but I don't think that that's what, Tif that, that's not Tiffany. I think Tiffany does what she has to do because she has no other choice, 
right? She's a single mom and you know what? There are a ton of single moms and they friggin' deserve medals for all the things that they do. But Tiffany, in my opinion, has a little bit of like a, like a shit attitude, like a shit attitude. Like, I don't know if it's like a defense mechanism and she's kind of tired of like all the things, but she kind of has a shit attitude where she, she thinks her shit doesn't stink, that she does no wrong, that everything and anything that she does is great. Oh, and she's great at belittling. She belittles and emasculates Ronald every second that she can. She calls him bitch ass. She calls him all the things. She rolls her eyes at him. She calls him a bum, all the things. Like, okay, Tiffany, if he's all those things, what are you for marrying him and bringing a baby into the world with him? What does that say about you? I am all about being strong, powerful, and independent. Do that all day. But when you're in a relationship, it should be the two of you and the two of you should be the pillars in the relationship and you should support each other and encourage each other and bring each other up. I don't see you do any of that stuff. I just see how you continue to tell him he's all the wrong things, all the wrong things, all the time, all the time. And you went on national TV and said, bitch, you will never talk to me like that. Then he says, First of all, don't call me bitch. And then she says, okay, then don't act like one. Do you know how emasculating that is? On international TV, you just called your husband a bitch. I just feel it's unnecessary. And I don't think that that's Miss Independent Woman energy. That's just bitch energy on her part. It's emasculating, it's belittling, and she does it all the time. But when he says, I feel attacked, he's in the wrong. Now, he's no angel. I've already said that he's no angel. He's got his demons and he's not the best dad, but she's no angel either. But you can't tell her shit about herself because she thinks her shit don't stink. And I don't think that that's the case. I think that they're both in the wrong. And just like her mom said, her mom said they both have their issues. Maggie says, neither of them are perfect. They both have their issues. Yes. So let's address that you both have your issues and let's acknowledge that even your mama says that you have some issues that you will never admit. It's never a good look when you're humiliating your husband. It's just never a good look. And when you do it on a regular basis, it's just not a good look. If you don't respect your husband, how is anyone else gonna respect your husband? And not just your husband, just your spouse in general. I'm talking about specifically Tiffany right now, but just in general, whoever your partner is, that's not a good look where you just constantly belittle them in front of friends and family, TVs, whatever the case, when you belittle someone, why should any of them respect them? And, and more importantly, why should we respect you? Because if you can say these things about your husband in front of all of us, what are you saying about us behind our backs? Anyhow, <clears throat> um, then the whole bottle of Bacardi comes up because she's going to stay at the hotel with the cameraman. She was friendly with the cameraman while filming. Um, and then he's like, Tiffany, I will make shit known. And then she flips it and says, you know, 
just because you're jealous, it's not my problem. And again, like I'm gonna tell you, nowhere in there does she say, no, that's not true. She says, just because you're jealous, that's not my problem. Think about it, words are powerful, you guys. And it's easy to say, this is not true if it's not true, but it's not so easy to say this is not true if it is true. Just throwing that out there, just throwing that out there. Because even in her social media posts, she never quite denied it. She just said, I can't believe you guys are reading these stories and believing it, but you don't deny it. And you didn't deny it at the tell all either. That's, that's telling to me, it's very telling to me. Someone said I was cheating. I would say, absolutely not. I'm not a cheater. I wouldn't say, oh, you're just jealous. That's not my problem. So then um, the moms come out, Maggie and Rhea. Rhea, you know, I know she knows her, her son. I know she knows what her son is about. And I know she knows that this might be his only opportunity to have a family like this. And so she says that she thinks that they're a good match and she doesn't want to lose Tiffany and that she loves Tiffany and Tiffany's a part of their family and she's a part of us. And she knows that I will always treat you with respect. She says all the things Tiffany starts crying and she's crying because she's annoyed, not because those are such beautiful things to say. She's annoyed. And she says she's annoyed because again, not her fault, but Ronald. So Ronald, is loving on the one hand, but on the other hand, he's jealous and he makes her feel a certain way. Okay, Tiffany, but what about you? What about you? What role do you play? What have you done in this role? I'm still waiting to hear her say that she's done anything wrong because in her mind, she's done nothing wrong ever, period. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, and then I already told you, Maggie says, you know, neither of them are perfect. They both have issues. Um, but she says a lot of it has to do with Ronald that he's hard headed. He expects too much without giving enough. And she just doesn't like how, um, Ronald has treated Tiffany and all the things that he's put Tiffany through. And we've known that we've known Maggie is not Ronald's biggest fan. We've known that for a long time. Then Sean asked Tiffany, you know, if you guys didn't have kids, would you be divorced already? And she said, yes. But then she said, but she loves him. So we'll see. I personally don't think they're going to make it. I just don't. And if they stay together, it's because there are future TLC shows that they want to do. But take away the cameras, take away the checks. I don't think that these two are going to make it. Moving on to Brennan and Julia. Brennan and Julia. Julia says it's amazing living away from the family. Amazing living away from Brandon's parents, even though Sean asked the question to Brandon. Uh, they both say that their sex life is amazing. It's improved because they have privacy now. They can like do it wherever they want. And Jovi like slides in, well, of course, that's what happens when you move out of your parents' house. Um, Brandon says like the transition has been tough. He's not one for the city. Uh, he still kind of loves the farm life. And you know what? 
we knew it was going to be hard, Brandon, because you never lived on your own before. You've never paid, you paid one bill in your life. I think it was like a utility bill. That was the only bill you ever paid. You had, so all the things, right? So now you've got rents to pay, bills to pay, food to buy, all the things. So yeah, it's probably going to be a, a tough adjustment. And you're working for two because your wife can't quite work yet because she didn't have her green card yet. So yeah, I'm sure it has been tough and not easy. And I'm sure that you definitely would want to move back to the farm if you had the opportunity to, because it's easier. Um, we find out that uh, the only time, like he goes to the farm a lot. She is, Julia doesn't go very often. She only goes to visit her, her dog Simba because they tried to have the dog at the apartment, but the apartment was too small. The dog would wake up every hour and like want to be taken out which I get, like she was getting flat for that, you guys, but I get it. If you have a dog that's been living on a farm this whole time and being able to roam the acres, it's a hard adjustment for them to live in a small little apartment. You absolutely would have to take them out all the time because they're used to being taken out, being out all the time. Um, so there's that. And then she talks about how much she loves her dog and Sean makes a joke like, I've never seen you really talk about Brandon this way. And she's like, oh, it's a different type of love. You know, it's like a pizza versus a burger. And then um, I think it was Mike that's like, well, you know, there's, there is the pizza burger. Mind blown. She talked about kids and saying, you know, she sees kids in the future, maybe three to five years from now. And Sean's like, well, are you and Brandon on the same page with having babies? And he was like, well, you know, she's just jealous. And she talks about having babies with our friends. And everyone's like, well, that's not, a, that's not wrong. Like, talking about the future and wanting children is not wrong to talk about with your friends. Which I agree. Like, you're talking about the future. And she even said that if she wanted a baby right now, she'd have a baby right now. And I believe her. I believe her. I believe her. Brandon starts to talk about her jealous side and how she wants him all to herself because she doesn't have friends. So he, she feels like he shouldn't have any friends and it should just be her, her, her. And they talk about how her jealousy could push him to a point where their relationship is in jeopardy. And Yara said something funny. Yara's like, well, why be jealous? He's not a Hollywood superstar. He's like some dude from a farm, like, what are you jealous about? Which I laughed and laughed and laughed. Then they bring on Betty and Ron, and you know, obviously the mom and dad miss him, and they want them to move closer to the farm, which I thought was interesting, because that's a big step for Betty to say, no, I don't need him to move back to the farm, but maybe he can move closer to the farm. And I thought that that was progress on her part, like letting go of her baby. Um, they talk about properties for sale close to the farm. And apparently there's a property that's within walking distance of the farm. Betty and Ron are willing to help them with the down payment if they wanted the house. Julia freaks out. No, no, never to the farm. Never, never close. I was like, are you crazy? Like, are you crazy? How many people have the opportunity to have a family member say, hey, listen, 
We want to help you get settled and you want a growing family. So let us, because we're in a position to help you put this down payment down on a house so that when you decide to have kids, you have a house, you own property, but you would rather rent in your little apartment and not take our help because you have too much pride and you don't want to be on the farm and you don't want to have a farm lifestyle. Let me tell you a little something, Julia. When you decide to have babies and they tell you that it takes a village, it takes a village. And you want to pursue your career as well. Just like Elizabeth said, you will have built-in daycare. You could literally walk right down the path and have help from Ron and Betty. Oh, and by the way, Ron having health issues and working on them and, and expecting a full recovery, first and foremost, like, you know, prayers to Ron, whatever he's going through, speedy recovery. But that alone, they're old, older, they're older. Cherish the time that you have with your family if you're close with your family. If you're close with your family, cherish that time, especially if there's an illness involved, because guaranteed your husband is going to resent you if you keep him away from his family because he's close to their family. Now, not all families are close. I get that. But he's obviously close to his mom and his dad. His mom has health issues. Why be so selfish, Julia? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. If I had someone in my family to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to help you with the down payment to buy a house. Yes, please. Thank you so much. What do I need to do? And how can I let, let's get the ball rolling. Not everyone has the opportunity and Oh, the dad's sick. You guys helped me supported me the whole time. Let me live free in the house because I'm the new wife. I couldn't work all the things. Let me, because I care about you guys help you through this hard time too. But no, you just want to say no. No, you're never going back to the farm and no, he can have nothing to do with the family and no, you're not gonna go visit. No, no, no. Julia, I'll tell you this. If anything is to happen to Ron and you had any part of keeping Brandon away, he will resent you. He will resent you. He will resent you, period. That's it, that's all. So, you know. Brandon starts crying a little bit. It's difficult. One of the reasons he wants to be closer to his dad is, or to the farm is because his dad is sick and Julia just continues to say no. And Ron reminds her in a lovely way, you guys, that at the end of the day, family is the most important. That's it. So she better be careful. You better be careful. And this better just be for TV because I'll tell you right now, this young love will lo when real life shit happens, okay? If something happens to his dad, God forbid, and you had the opportunity to be there and all the time, because guess what? Grief is crazy, you guys. Grief, grief can last for a long time. And the more you think about it, the angrier you get. So I, I just, I hope she reconsiders. Yeah, Crystal said the same thing. He will forever resent her if anything happens. All right, Trish comes out. <clears throat> Trish comes out, <laughs> Mike's mom. And as she's coming out, she says she's going to stand up for Mike no matter what. 
Um, she says, Natalie is detrimental to everything. You see that Natalie's upset to see that she's actually in studio. And we find out that Trish has been encouraging Mike to file for divorce. And Trish called every, you guys, everything that Trish said is the truth. Everything that Trish said is the truth. Not because mamas know, because they always know, but everything she said is the truth. Everything, everything she said is the truth. We've talked about it. Other blogs have talked about it. Everything she said was the truth. She said Natalie's lying about everything. Everything, all about her, all the lies, that is true. So, doesn't like his ranch. Why would you come here? You had years of long distance relationship. You knew exactly where he lived. You say you didn't like the ranch and nothing for you to do. And you didn't like the area, but you knew where he lived. Okay. You can't tell him you love him. Well, she couldn't tell him she loved him from the very beginning, you guys. The From the very beginning, she couldn't say it. And she's never said it because it was never about love. It was about her coming to America. So those are facts too, okay? Then you run off on him. You just leave him. Why? Because I think she got her work permit. So she doesn't have her green card, but she can work. And now that she can work, off she goes. Those are facts. Then they talk about the hooker comment. And I was surprised that TLC... Discovery Plus, Sharp Entertainment. You guys always have the cameras rolling. I was surprised that they didn't just show us the footage. Why are we still debating he said, she said, she said, she said. Let's just show what happened and we can all see who's lying, period. But no. Trish says, I didn't say it. And Natalie says, well, I heard it. And we know how Natalie sometimes, like, maybe it's a language thing, but... Bye, Barbara. Aw, thank you. She's like, sorry, guys, I have to go. This has been a wonderful. Thank you so much for the great show. And thank you, everybody, for being great people. Oh, I love our little community. You guys are so wonderful. Anyhow, um, hooker comment, another lie. Trish says, another lie. You lie constantly. You don't care about Mike. You just wanted to come to America. Those are all facts. Uh, then we find out a fun little detail that we didn't know. So when he proposed, so when he was in Ukraine and she threw the ring at him and it landed in his suitcase, remember that? So apparently, um, two hours before he proposed, she found naked photos of his ex-girlfriend in his deleted photos. Okay. But if you found those photos and you're so mad, then why did you say yes? Why did you say yes unless you had an ultimate plan to come to America? You could have said no if you were so mad and you thought he was, you know, nothing. Why did you say yes? You said yes because you had a plan. Um, we find out that Mike's ex-girlfriend was trying to get back with him. He was trying to make it work with Natalie, so he deleted the photos. And like, okay, I just want to say, you guys, I just want to say, they're young, like they're young enough, whatever, they're in their 30s. And I'm not trying to help you be shady. I'm just trying to say, like, if you're trying to hide something, then like, just don't be stupid. So 
you're telling me that your ex-girlfriend sent you some naked photos, right? And they were from a week ago, a week before you arrived to the to Ukraine. And because you were trying to get back with Natalie, you deleted the photos. Now, when I delete a photo and I just just want to like put it out there. <clears throat> All right, do I Okay, good. So I have some recently deleted photos, right? Recently deleted. I have six recently deleted photos. Now, she went into his recently deleted photos and found these. Now, you know what I'm going to say, right? You know what I'm going to say? Does anyone know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, why the fuck would you leave them in your recently deleted photos when all you have to do is say select, delete all. Do you want to delete six photos? Yes. Oh, look, they're gone. You know that TikToker, the French TikToker, Italian, is he Italian, Italian TikToker who does all like the normal stuff that people just make such a big deal and he's like super big, can't remember his name. That That's what that reminds me of. Like, what? Anyhow, I digress. Um, Yara says to Trish, hey, you know what? You're a little too involved. Like you realize that's your son, not your husband. And then Trish gets all like hoity-doity. She's like, well, are you with your husband? Or is your husband? Or are you doing the things that Natalie's doing? Oh, you're not? That's why. Okay. I just want him to be happy. Um, And then Trish's like, why did you use him? Like, why, why did you use him? You used him to come to America. Why? Then Angela starts yelling at Natalie. If you don't like Mike then just take your motherfucking ass home. Those are her words, not mine. You used him for a green card. Did you use him for a green card? And again, cause words are powerful, you guys. She says, okay, if it looks like it, she doesn't, she doesn't say, no, I didn't. She doesn't say, no, I loved him. I love him. I want to be with him. She says, okay, if it looks like it. <sighs> then they take a break, but the cameras are still rolling. Natalie walks determined right up to Trish and says like, you know, why are you basically, why are you saying all these things? And she said, because you scammed him. You scammed him, you scammed him, you used him, you should not have used him. You know, why are you being that way? And then you told, you said that Bo stole your jewelry, you're a liar. Then I was like, wait, what? What, what did you say? Apparently, Natalie says that she has jewelry that Uncle Bo stole. But then Tris says, no, that's not true. You pawned it for the money. You're a manipulator, a liar, and you steal and I believe Trish. What jewelry all of a sudden that she had? Didn't she just go and get like a $2 wedding ring banned for their marriage? What jewelry? 
And then you're going to throw Uncle Bo under the bus? So she goes off, she sits off alone um, in the green room. She calls her mom. We already talked about that. She needs the support. We talked about that. But she, the only reason she called her mama is because her mama's going to see this all on TV and all she's been outed. So she quickly wants to say, hey, mama, I need your support because all my dirt and the receipts are about to be on international TV. And I need you to know that I told you. I told you the day I was filming it. Angela and Michael. Angela and Michael. She got the breast reduction because she was in pain. She got the sleeve because she was in pain. It was all about her health. He never checked on her. All the same shit that she's been saying. Then she added that he was also disappearing on her. And Kalani's like, disappearing? Where'd he go? She's like, oh, to this day, I still don't know. And Michael's like, anytime I go to church, I go to family, I run errands. If I tell her, she doesn't believe me. So all of a sudden, I've disappeared. And she goes on to say um, that, you know, he's selfish and didn't support her and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, you know, I know my wife, even if I say, you know, I don't like this or don't do this, she's going to do what she wants to do because she does what she wants. Facts. She says that she got the surgery for him and for the grandkids and that um, all he did was complain. He made fun of her because her boobs were smaller and it was painful for her. And then she started faux crying. Now I'm about to put on my acting skills for you guys right now because <clears throat> like Darcy does sometimes when she cries, this part of Angela, I don't know if Angela discussed it with Skyla. I don't know exactly what she was doing, but the, there were no tears shedding down her face. There was no makeup smear because this is what she was doing. It was just so painful. I can't believe that Michael wasn't there for me. And I just know that he was just doing all the things. And I just did this for my health. I did it so I could be here longer for him and my grandbabies. Now, do you see every time I took my hands off my face to look up to see if anyone was watching me for sympathy to show that I was the victim? That was her. No makeup smeared, no tear down. But I was just so painful. It was just so painful. I can't believe my goal would not be emotionally supportive. Then she said that she thought that she was going to die. And the reason that she got the surgery 
is that God forbid that she was not alive when he finally gets to come to America. You thought you were gonna die, Angela? Let's talk about the cookies that you just scarfed down and the smokes that you smoke every single minute of every single day. Then we find out, so then Skyla comes out. Now, <laughs> Skyla and Angela, Skyla and Angela had the same hairdo. Now, I'm all about extensions. I'll wear extensions all day, every day. I do wear extensions all day, every day, sometimes. And sometimes not. I don't care. I think if you love them, I love them. You hate them, oh well. But what I don't do is I don't wear cheap extensions. Now, anyone who wears hair extensions, you know the difference between like real virgin hair and synthetic hair. Now, I am going to need someone to explain the difference to Skyla and Angela. Because I can tell you right now that the hair that they had on the top of their head, like a I Love Jeannie, I Love Jeannie, I think that that was the show. That was synthetic hair from a bag. And what they did was they combed all their hair back, they took the synthetic hair out of the bag, wrapped it around the hair, and then just, just let it go. Now, here's the thing. They had to have gotten a two-for-one package deal because it was like that blonde blonde. And I don't know. I think like, I don't know, you guys. It's like 15 or 17 or 27, whatever the number of the hair color was. It was blonde blonde. Blonde blonde. It matched Angela's hair. But I don't know what the fuck was going on with Skyla because she had all the brown roots and then just this blonde synthetic ponytail. And I was like, who told you two to do this? Because you definitely don't look like twinsies. The two of you look ridiculous right now. You look ridiculous. Skyla, why would you, what? Did you say, oh, mama. Mama, I want to do my Mama, I want to do my hair just like yours, Mama. Cuz Mama, your hair looks cute. And then Angela say, "Oh, sweetheart, I have an extra pack here. Let's go ahead and let you do this too." It was all wrong. It was all wrong. It was all wrong. And again, I'm going to say, whoever does hair and makeup, you all were wrong for that. And I'm gonna say also too, that you guys were all mad at Britney for Britney not having her hair done and going there and the hair people were not up to par. And then you guys were all mad that, hey, she could have gone anywhere in New York City. Well, look how they did Skyla and Angela. The hair extension person department, no bueno. No bueno, because that right there was a hot mess. Anyhow, moving on. Um, 
Angela continues to say that Mike wasn't supportive. And then we start talking about Dr. Obang. Now, if you guys haven't been to my 90 Day of the Melanated Way, I dropped some bombs today. I dropped some bombs about uh, Dr. Obang. But we find out that, you know, Angela, well, we didn't find out because our news and gossip people we've known for since last year, since it was a birthday. But Angela went to Dr. Obang's birthday. And what I find interesting, you guys, is that they only talked about this one time. So she went to his birthday. Apparently she wasn't feeling well. He he heard that she wasn't feeling well and drove her home. Now, he drove her 40 minutes to her hotel, apparently. So they were alone together that whole time, just the two of them. Okay. But that's not the only time she's hung out with Dr. Obey. And I'm surprised, and maybe we'll see it in part two, but you're gonna hear it here again, because I've already talked about this to my regulars. The birthday party, yes. Angela comes to, to Los Angeles all the time. They've gone to dinner in a group setting. They've gone to, I can't think of the name of it. I knew it before, but there's a like a, a cowboy club out in Chatsworth. They went there. Skyla was there too, okay? They've gone out multiple times, multiple times, okay? Multiple times. Michael gets all offended. Even um, Kalani's like, well, you know, if Michael would have done this, you would have like freaked the fuck out and he would not have heard the end of it. Michael starts to say the same thing. Angela tells him to shut up and He's like, well, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? And she's like, well, I'm telling you now. And then he's like, well, then why don't you just go marry him? And she's like, thank you for your approval. You're an asshole. Then Aunt Lydia comes on and is asked, you know, what do you think of Angela's new look? She's like, it's a new look. It's okay. She's pretty okay. And then she talks about how Angela said that she wants to look sexy for Michael. She doesn't need to have surgery to look sexy for Michael. Michael loves her for who she is. And that's when Angela went ballistic. And here is how what I'm going to tell you guys. The reason why Angela goes ballistic, the reason why Angela screams and yells and is obnoxious and Aah! the rage is because she's about to be exposed. So she sat there and saw Natalie get exposed. But because Natalie doesn't have the same personality as Angela, Natalie got exposed on international TV. Angela was not about to be exposed by Auntie Lydia because Auntie Lydia would have called her to her face. So what does she do? She causes a distraction. The distraction is instead of letting anyone talk and reveal who Angela really is, she's gonna talk over people and verbal diarrhea and scream and yell and do all the things, all the distractions, flash the cameras and be all aggro and aggressive and mean and rude and vile and all the nasty things so that we get distracted from the fact that Auntie Lydia was about to call her out on her face. Auntie Lydia was about to tell some truth. And Angela, is already getting demonized on social media. There's a whole cancel Angela 
hashtag out there. And apparently there's a, uh, not a GoFundMe, there's a petition, can't think of the word right now, but a petition out there. All the things, Angela's trying to revamp her image and that's why she's been all over the place. She's been hanging out with all the cast members. If you guys remember, We've known Angela for years now. She's never, not ever hanged out with any of the cast members, not ever. But now that there's this whole cancel Angela and her image has changed because everyone thinks she's verbally abusive. People are sick of her treating everyone like shit. They're just done with it. There's other, some home stuff that is like snuck out that people just aren't happy with. and rightfully so, right? Because children are involved. So all the things, she's trying to clean up, clean up her image. And so here she is about to get more outed. And so it's a big friggin', these are fireworks so that we don't actually see and hear what we're supposed to see and hear. You hear me? That's what's happening. So start screaming, I can't have babies. You should upset me for who I am. And if I can't have babies, I should be able to have that baby. Okay, so first of all, we all know this from watching day one. The one thing that Michael said that he wanted was to have a baby. Did Angela go along with it? Absolutely. Did she go to doctors and say, oh, I have one egg? Did she say that she was going to ask Skyla? Did she lead him on? 100%. So don't come around here, start yelling and saying that Michael's not accepting you because he wants you to have babies. Even Auntie Lydia said, well, that's not the problem. We talked about surrogacy. We talked about all the things. Angela didn't want to have a truthful conversation. So guess what? She starts yelling again because she's being outed for being a hypocrite for all the things that she said she was going to do, but is never going to do because she wants to be on her sexy Mima. Just say that, Angela, because I would respect that more than all the yelling and screaming that you're doing that I know is just a distraction because you don't want to be called out on your bullshit. So she starts yelling. She gets up. She's like, where is the cat? Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Goes to the camera. And it's not even where Aunt Lydia is. Goes to the camera and starts screaming and saying that she's not your wife. Are you screwing him? And why are you listening to her? And that all the things. Now I'm going to tell you something that I need you guys to all know. Okay. As an African... African from Africa, respect is everything. And what Aunt Lydia was trying to say was that I am the aunt, I'm the elder in the family. I am married to Michael's brother. There's a level of respect that comes with that. Whether you understand it or not, respect is everything. Respecting your elders is everything in Africa. It's everything, okay? All the stuff that Angela does even I'm sure you guys in Western culture, it's just not a good look. It's not a good look and it's not acceptable. So times that by a thousand, and that's why Auntie Lydia was just looking at her like, wow, okay? Respect is everything. And Angela has none of it. She has none of it. There's no class going on here. There's no, there, none of it, but it's all a distraction you guys, because if we were to see and hear what the real deal was supposed to be, she would, probably have some issues. So she says, you don't talk to me like that. I'm an American. 
tells everyone to shut the F up, flashes her boob, turns to Michael and tells him to shut the fuck up, flashes her boobs, and storms off. Now I'm going to tell you a little something, okay? I'm going to tell you something, and it breaks my heart to say it, but I'm, I'm finally just going to say it because enough. So part of the reason that Angela, because I was always confused and I was always asking you guys, why does Angela scream, I'm an American, I'm American, all of this stuff? Angela screams that she's an American because she thinks she's better than. Angela screams that she's an American, especially to the immigrants, because she looks down on. And part of that has to do with her upbringing. Part of that has to do with the inherent racism that's deep down somewhere. And you don't scream those things, I'm an American, I'm an American, to a non-American if you do not think that you are better than. And now you're talking to someone who's in a third world country and you're screaming that you're an American, that you're better than this Nigerian woman, I'm gonna tell you from the bottom of my heart that she has more class in her pinky than you have in your entire body. The fact that you think that you can sit or stand and belittle someone because you are an American shows everything about who you are and nothing about the other people that you continue to scream that to, okay? And when you scream it to Michael, it's because you're trying to control him, you're trying to belittle him, and all that, all of that, you guys, there's layers to it. And, and part of those part of that is the inherent racism that clearly really somewhere deep in your heart, deep-seated. And you might not realize it, you might not realize it because it's not overt, but it sits there and it lives there. And I'm gonna tell you, Angela, you have some black babies black grandbabies in your family, I'm gonna need you to cut that shit out immediately, if not sooner, because they need to learn to love themselves. And this attitude that you have, where you're an American and you're better than, and you're talking down to immigrants, is not gonna help them love themselves, okay? So maybe you sit down in a corner and you think about how you treat people and how you're gonna want other people to, to treat your black grandbabies. And on that note, that was the end of the tell-all part one. Can't wait for part two. And, oh, did I mention that after she stormed off with her daughter and their high ponytails, she went outside to smoke? But just 10 minutes ago, she was crying that she thought that she might die. She's crying that she did all this for her health. You can't be a hypocrite and a hypocrite at the same time. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. Long show, but there was so much to talk about. And um, I love you guys. Make sure that you hit that like, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. I'll see you guys tomorrow for love in the Caribbean and love after lockup. Bye for now.